Hello, besties. Welcome to another episode of Martini with Eddie, the ultimate destination for your everything Bravo and reality TV. Join me as we spill all the tea and uncork the juiciest gossip from your favorite reality TV shows. Yes, besties. I'm I'm a little shocked tonight because I just watched the latest episode of Vanderpump Rules. I'm still processing the whole episode, and there is a lot to talk about. Uh, but tonight, we're going to focus on New Jersey and also on Summer House. I might want to get into a little bit of Pump Rule mess because the episode, oh my gosh, crazy. I'll, and I, I want to make sure that we have enough time tomorrow to talk about it because it's uh, in the next episode because um there is a lot to unpack especially with what is happening currently during the whole scandal and i want to make sure that we tied what's happening during this episode and how it ties to what's currently happening in pump rules right now uh i want to be brief with summer house summer house it's um it's crazy how Everybody in that show, it's pretty much against Lindsay. And I want to know your opinion on that part because I'm still trying to understand a lot of the issue between uh, the cast and Lindsay in particular. But I do see how Lindsay can be the one that is always isolating everybody else. And that's not how a group setting works. Um I, I'm kind of disappointed with Carl in the way that he handled uh, this uh, argument with Kyle and the whole, you know, Kyle going up on Lindsay. And, and I'm going to tell you why. I like Kyle. I like him a lot. And I know he's not that many people's favorites. I know that he, um, that he robbed people in the wrong way a lot of times, but I'm not okay with the way that he spoke specifically to Lindsay. Just because the issue between uh, Lindsay, Danielle, and Amanda, it feels more like a ladies' issue. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it was meant to be handled by them. Obviously, there's alcohol involved. They were drinking. They were doing all this stuff. And... It came off really rough. And Carl sat there and didn't say anything. And he said, yeah, just because he's my friend and my, you know, boss, and I don't want to say anything. But if he was in a different situation, he would have acted differently. But I don't care if he was the Pope. But nobody... He's going to talk to my partner the way that Kyle did, and I'm not going to say anything. He just sat there, and I'm, like, thinking, like, dude, like, say something. Danielle was yelling at him, like, Carl, get up and do something. And that's exactly what I was thinking as well. I I don't know. It's uh, it's, be- it's starting to become a more delicate situation where uh, the friendship and the work environment that they have, it's pretty much mixing in a summer trip. And I said it before 
summer house was meant to be this fun place where they go to the Hamptons and have a good time. But when you are trying to work things out about some work, you know, issues, it's not going to go well when it's done under alcohol. And it's starting to mix into, you know, this dislike towards Lindsay. And I want to be honest. I want you guys to tell me. But I do believe that Lindsay, it's the one that is in Carl's ear because Carl was fun last season and, and he was sober, right? He was having a good time and he was sober and now he feels... Like, he is checked out of the show, you know? And and I like Carl and Lindsay as a couple. I don't like their dynamic, though. I'm not a big fan of relationships that are so codependent. I don't like that. I feel like that is a recipe for disaster. But if you work for them, that's good for them. Um... But if they just are going to stick together this whole entire summer and isolate everybody else, it's better if they just, just leave the show. Like, do us all a favor. Do us all a favor and ask Bravo for a spinoff about, you know, Lindsay and Carl. I don't know if they have the... I don't know if they have the personality to carry a show on their own, but... If they are not going to be part of the group setting, if they're not going to interact with the other, you know, cast member, if every time that they have an issue, they're going to be the two of them in a little corner and like, I don't know, it's just too much when two people are overly, I don't know, overly, I don't know, I don't know, I don't like PDA that much. I don't like it. I feel like that it doesn't seem organic it doesn't seem sincere it feels like 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 an act but that's just my perspective this is my opinion and that's why i like you guys to share your opinion as well if you're watching summer house what is your take on this season the season it's it's been kind of okay it's not going all the way as summer house used to do like with this huge parties and inviting people and going crazy. Um, it seems tamed compared to other seasons and it's focusing too much on the Kyle, Carl, Lindsay, Amanda drama. More than anything. And I kind of wanted to have a good time. Uh, I had my friend uh, Andy from Real, uh, Real Beverly Hills. Andy from the Real Beverly Hills. And um, he said it like, where is the martini um, machine or the margarita machine or, you know, the shots? It's like it feels like there is something missing in this season. And they have a great cast because the newbies are bringing the good energy. I like Gabby. For example, she had a great scene. You know, she had a great scene with her sister. I love that her sister uh, we were interacting on Twitter that night when I, when I was live tweeting. And I tweeted the, you know, a uh, screenshot of her face, kind of like shocked and like, okay. <laughs> uh, and she retweeted saying like, this is my face 
when I just want to get out of there because I'm not getting paid for this. <laughs> and um, and I, I posted as like saying Gabby's sister reaction to her talking about Zodiac signs yet again. And her and her retweet was freaking hysterical. So I like her. I like the way that Gabby's bringing her family. I like the, the way that Gabby has her own personality and and she's shining. The same with Sam. Sam, it's uh, giving me fun vibes, uh, summer vibes. She knows how to have a good time. She knows how to party. Um, she is fun, and is she is making her way into being. One of those cast members that has a friendship with everybody in the show. Because we had seen her hanging out with, you know, Ziera and, and Paige and, you know, and, and, and Mia and then and Maya and uh, Maya. And then on the other hand, she also hang out with, with Lindsay. So I like that about her. I like the fact that she is able to form friendship even though the house is like split right in the middle i do not understand one thing um i'm trying to understand why 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 there is a um there is the need of always focusing so much on Lindsay and Carl's relationship. And this is not coming just from the people who don't like Lindsay. It's starting to be part of Danielle's conversation. And Danielle is really good friend with Lindsay and Carl. So when even your close friend is starting to feel like your relationship is too much, there is something there. And as we all know, Danielle and Lindsay have a fallout. We haven't seen it yet on this on the show, but we are starting to see the signs of that. We're starting to see the sign of Lindsay and Danielle starting to grow apart. Especially Danielle. On this episode, she told Paige, it's like she has been there for them. She's been their biggest cheerleader, but now it's just Carl and Lindsay and Danielle is like, okay, like, what am I doing? And that right there is why I do not like codependency in a relationship. Because every relationship that is healthy allows each individual to have their own life separately. It's like, um, I like the Lindsay kind of went sober for a couple of months or whatever. So she supports Carl. But if she doesn't want to do it for herself either, that is in the balance. That is that is a problem because down down the road she's gonna hold that against him. It's a grudge. I mean, not right now, obviously, but that usually happens when there is a sacrifice made that is doesn't come from the heart and it comes just for okay, I'm gonna support you, but. I, you know, Lindsay now is drinking with the girls and, and everybody's pointing that out. So those are my observations. And the only reason why I I focus on them is because a big part of the season is the way the people are reacting to their relationship. Because uh, on last season, we saw the beginning of it. 
right? And then we come into this season knowing that they even moved in together and all this stuff. And yeah, some people are saying that they are in their 30s and people in their 30s move real fast, which I agree to, but I, I, I have seen signs of a unhealthy behavior in their relationship. That's just my opinion as an outsider, as somebody who's followed them on Instagram, as somebody who followed them on Twitter, uh, that watch the show. I always look side-eye when a relationship is based on like not letting the other person breathe. And maybe both of them are that way. Maybe both of them are happy being so codependent. But at one point, that can become suffocating too. And that's my take on that one. And that's basically what the episode was all about. It was mainly, you know, focused on Kyle and, and Carl and Lindsay. And I need to know more about Chris, though. I like Chris. Chris is the one of the is the newbie is, is the new guy, but I have an issue with Chris. The reason why I feel like he's not shining as much as he should is because, look, we have been talking about for like fifteen minutes about Carl and Lindsay and Kyle and Amanda, and that's because that drama comes from like OGs like bleeding into this season and it's crazy. But Chris seemed to be the type of person that is not confrontational, that is fun, but not, I don't know, there's something missing. He's not connecting, I think, with other people in the show in the way that he, that I know he's able to, because he's fun. We see him. He has great confessionals and he has some great interaction with other people. But why is the fact that Gabby, what, what is it that Gabby and Sam are living an impact and a story on the show? And we are on episode five and I don't know Carl, uh, um, Chris. I only see him taking photos. And I thought he was a trainer. That's all I know about Chris. I mean, obviously, we know that he's an uh, he he's an immigrant, or the, or a family is uh, immigrated from from uh, you know, I think it's Nicaragua. I don't want to mess that up, but he's from a, a Latin family. That's what we know, and that he takes pictures. That's what we saw in the last episode too. So I need Chris to step it up. I need Chris to show up. I need Chris to work for that paycheck because everybody else is outshining him. And we, we, I like him. But I also like somebody who knows how to integrate himself into the group. Like sometimes, I mean, I understand that these people know each other for longer, you know, the old, the old cast. But you have to have a voice. You have to find a way to to make yourself uh, somebody who 
it's there to stay because many people come into into summer house and they leave or they don't come back because there are a lot of big personalities. There are people with huge personalities on that show. So if you don't match their energy, you become background noise. And that's what I'm feeling that is happening with Chris. So I'm going to ask people to tell me what do you think about him as a cast member of the show. And this is coming from the fact that I saw some other account out there going after a friend of mine on Twitter. I don't want to mention names because I'm not going to give them the the free promo on my podcast. But people who follow me on Twitter know who the hell I'm talking about. Let's say that they're a trashy account that went after a friend because he simply said that Chris is not working, you know, on Summer House. That was all my friend said on Twitter. And they went and the other account tried to make it seem... Um, he, they tried to make it seem like he was, um, you know, being anti-diversity or whatever. And everybody knows, you can hear my voice. I'm Hispanic. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm white Hispanic. So let's make that clear. And for those who went on my Twitter trying to tell me white Hispanic, question mark, I'm like, yes, there are white Latinos, there are black Latinos, we call them Afro-Latinos. We have Hispanic, like myself, who are from Spain, but there's also Latin American people who are Hispanic. So I understand the difference, but also remember that there are different life experiences and within the Latino Hispanic community. So please no, don't try to educate me on what I already know because I live in that community, you know? So when I specify white Latino myself or white Hispanic myself was because I'm talking about my own experience. I'm not talking about the whole entire Latino community because we have different experiences and within our community. So anyways, I said that from my perspective, this person was not being anti-diversity on Summer House by saying that Chris is not working on the show. Because like I said before, he's not working. All he needs to do, all the Chris needs to do is match the other people's energy and the other people's personality. Because if Gavi and, and Sam has found their way, he can do it too. We are on episode five and have no idea who Chris is. So, yes, I just wanted to mention that because we need to understand that just because we want diversity on shows, and that's very important, I appreciate diversity because obviously I like to see myself on a show. But when it comes down to reality TV show, some people have it and some people don't. And Chris is missing something. So that was part of the conversation that I tried to make people realize, you know, on my comment. I like Chris. I do like him. So don't come for me saying that I'm trying to get him fired from the show because I don't think my little podcast had the, the power to persuade Bravo from firing somebody. But 
there are other people out there that have big personalities. They are made for TV. So that's one thing to keep in mind when we try to go for people that simply said Chris is not working on Summer House. And like I said before, if you follow me on, on Twitter, you know what I'm talking about. Talking about Summer House, I want to give a little quick update on Winter House. Uh, I have a photo on Twitter and shows uh, Tom Stewart from Bundepon Rules, uh, Brian from Family Karma, and Corey filming for Winter House in Colorado. So we know that they're going to make an appearance this. I'm guessing that Tom Sandoval is not going to be part of this show because he's now involved with this whole mess. Because that mess is, is, is messy. Another update for a different show since we are on this right now is Salt Lake City. I just want to let you guys know that Mary Cosby is back. She was part of filming with uh, the rest of the cast, you know, Whitney, Lisa Barlow, Meredith, Mark, uh, Heather Gay, and Whitney. Um, and also NGK was part of with them. So I want to know, I and mean, I'm going to try to find out for you guys if NGK is going to be a snowflake holder or once again a friend of. I think NGK is going to be a snowflake holder. Uh, I'm 100% sure that it is, but I, that's just my opinion. That's just how I feel. So don't come for me if she's not, but I'm going to try to find that out for you guys. Let's talk about Jersey because Jersey is definitely one of those shows that um, I appreciate because I keep saying it. I grew up in Jersey and that's my, uh, you know, I feel like home. I feel like home because I understand these people, you know, the family dynamics, the the importance of family uh, and all this stuff. And it seems to be like that's the bigger issue on on. Uh, New Jersey right now. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I know. I know it's hard to watch and we are going to have different opinions on this one because it's been going on for such a long time that this whole Teresa versus Melissa and Joe is starting to become an issue that is bigger than them. Starting to become an issue also for the kids. And we're going to get in... We're going to get into it. We're going to talk about this because I made a post on my Twitter about it, asking for thoughts on Gia's confessional. And oh my gosh, I'm surprised with the overwhelmingly negative comments on it. I was shocked. I was I was not expecting, you know, everybody to, to be on her side, but the amount of negative comments and some of them were a little too, too rude and too like, you know, like, I don't know. We forget that Gia grew up in that show. We forget that Melania grew up in that show. And I know some people have a feeling with Gia having her own confessionals, but it's a family issue. That's what, that's what Jersey is all about. If we don't hear their side, then what is the whole point? I'm sure that as, you know, the Gorga kids get older and the other girls from the Judas are getting older, 
we're going to have to deal with them being on the show and being part of the drama because, I mean, you get to that age where you start hanging out with the adults as an adult. I mean, Gia is not a kid anymore. Gia is 22. So obviously she has her own voice. And we might not like it. We might feel in some kind of way. But that doesn't mean that she doesn't deserve to have her own voice being heard in the show. Because like I said it before, it's not the first time that a kid or a housewife kid has their own confessional. We had seen it with uh, Salt Lake City. We saw uh, Meredith's son, what's his name? Brooks. He had a confessional. And he's been on the show for three seasons. And he had a confession on his first season when he was having this issue with um um with what her face? With the one that went to jail. You know what I'm talking about. Densha. So yeah, it is true. Let me I wanna put this one up because it's true. Um Barbie Ken is saying Carolyn Manso's kids had confessional. True. Jacqueline Lorita's daughter had a confessional. True. Danielle Stubbs' daughters had a confessional. Yes. Jen Aiden's kids had confessional. And sure, more have to. Yes. Uh, from Orange County, also, they have confessional a couple of times. Um, so my opinion is, like, we might not like what Gia has to say, but I don't understand how people are saying that he doesn't deserve to be or she doesn't deserve to have a confession when she has been on the show longer than even some of the housewives. She has been on the show longer than half of the cast on that show. If you think about it. And the drama that is happening currently comes from the issues that the Gorgas and the Judas had while they were kids. So they lived through it. You know, um, I'm going to share this one too. Crystal is saying Brianna, Vicky's daughter, had a confession way back in the days. Thank you. And just by the way, I love what Gia said. She's spot on. Like I said before, we are going to agree. Some are going to disagree. I agree with Gia having a confession. I agree with what she said. You know? I also believe that this issue is collateral damage from the parents' problems. So, and I'm going to say this because since we're talking about that topic, I'm going to, I usually follow the timeline of the show when we talk about this uh, recap, but I'm going to jump a little bit because since we're going to talk about Gia, um, Gia, when she was at the baseball game, she had a confessional where she said that um, she feels like her uncle and her aunt are the ones, you know, building wedges in between the cousins. And a lot of people, especially in that comment, I if you go on my Twitter, that has over 648,000 views, over 375 comments, 86 retweets and all this stuff. And a big percentage of those numbers 
Are people disagreeing with what she said? A lot of people say, oh, she's old enough to drive to their home and pick them up and hang out with them. I don't think she meant that she is not um, talking to the cousins. But she feels like, you know, her aunt and her uncle don't want them to be with them. And not not to to try to prove a point, because... I understand that also Teresa and Joe Judice, you know, did their part to to um, to create issues with, you know, with the Gorgas. But um, in that same scene, as she's saying that she is hanging out with her cousin and also Teresa and they're having a conversation with him and it might be edited. It might be the way that it was edited. Who knows? But it seems like Joe Gorga. You know, look over and saw him hanging out with his aunt and his cousin, and he called his son over immediately. So there's that. One thing that I'm tired though is the fact that this problem has been going on for so long. And maybe for reality TV purposes, it's becoming stale and kind of like, okay, what's next? If they don't want to talk to each other, don't talk to each other, period. It's it's exactly what I feel like. And maybe, maybe some people enjoy the drama between these two families. And that's part of the show. Great. We love dramatic people. I mean, that's why we watch Bravo shows. We like the drama. But at one point, this drama needs to be solved. You know, this drama needs to find some kind of solution. Either they talk or don't talk. But don't make this issue a 10-season problem. It's so simple. Another part that I laughed so hard because as we see Teresa going to um, to a therapist trying to fix her anger issues and her past, I see a lot of people judging that though online, saying that oh. Now she's trying to fix her issues. I'm like, yeah, that's what people do. People go to therapy to find the, the, the root of the problems. And we know the the her family has issues. We know that this is rooting not just from her issue with Joe Gorga. This comes from the parents. You know, the parents have issues with their cousins, and this is what happened now. Now it's repeating itself. You know? So as Teresa's trying to fix or find the root of her, of her issues, which is valid, and no matter how we want to see it, um, that is a positive step in her um, journey. We have J- Joe Gorga saying that he didn't want to interact with Teresa because he wants to keep her, his distance because Teresa can switch from zero to 100 instantly. That's what exactly what he said. And I'm thinking to myself, this is the guy 
who two episodes ago was about to jump across the table and punch uh, Lewis. And the same guy remembered that these episodes were filmed before BravoCon. This is filmed before BravoCon. And this guy, Joe Gorga, made an ass of himself during a panel. I was present. I'm not making this up. He got so riled up and started talking trash about his own sister in the middle of a panel. And then the same day at night, he went and harassed Jennifer Aiden while she was waiting for her elevator by herself and her assistant. And we saw the video online. We saw how he was trying to get her upset and how these people were walking toward her, people who were with Joe Gorga while she was by herself. So I think it's freaking hysterical that he's saying that he's keeping distance from Teresa because she can go from zero to 100 when he goes from zero to a thousand. I just have a very, I look Joe Gorga's side eye because the comment that he has made about Teresa. Yes, we know Teresa and Joe had issues from back in the day. That's that that's a that we we need to look at that. But at the same time, we we ha we have to look at how time has passed, um, and people grow up. And honestly, I think Joe Gorga has not grown up at all in the past few years. He still acts like a man-child towards his own sister. Dude, like, I, I would be like, bro, just, just go and talk to your sister. She invited you to her party. Do your part. That, that's, what, that's what I want to, to know. I want to know if you guys, and this is, this is going direct to people who like Joe Gorga and, and Melissa. And not even mentioning Melissa on this because Melissa is is the uh the sister in law. She's the wife. And this issue that Teresa and Joe have go way back than just Melissa. Obviously maybe Melissa marrying Joe and she became part of the issue, maybe not helping enough, whatever it is. But my 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 question is do you think Joe Gorga has have done enough to fix his relationship with his sister? Because I have not seen it. Even if it's pretending. Because Melissa kept saying that on the episode, like, oh, Teresa likes to pretend or is trying to fix stuff with Margaret. And she hates Margaret. And I don't care what you say, you said, and you say. Uh, Teresa hates Margaret, and I'm pretty sure it's Louis, the one who's telling her to fix that because he has an agenda. And I'm like, so, Melissa, pick your fight. Either Teresa is a bad guy because she hates Margaret and she can stand her and she is going to talk shit about her, or 
Teresa is a bad guy because she's trying to be cordial and kind of patch things up with Margaret just to get along, not to be best friends. There's a difference. She's not trying to pretend to be best friend with Margaret. She just wants to be okay. Also, Louis was the one who pushed Teresa to reach out to Joe to fix their issues. So I do not understand what agenda he has trying to fix her sister and his brother-in-law, you know, family issues by bringing them together. What is the agenda? Tell me what it is. So my question is, what has Joe Gorga done to fix his issue with his sibling? Issue that is now making its way into the life of his kids and her kids. And I don't think the fact that Gia is 22 and that she can drive a car and go to her uh, cousin's home, it's enough to fix the problem of lack of communication between them. Because, this is just personally, if my aunt and my uncle did not like me or my parents, I will feel really weird trying to go and hang out with my cousin. It will be awkward as fuck. Like, imagine just driving to their home and just get this weird vibe. Especially after Melissa spoke about them on her podcast. And people are like, oh no, she didn't mean it that way. Well, she meant it the way that she meant it. She can switch her words and just pretend that nothing happened. So it's my personal opinion from as an outsider. If I was the cousin trying to make connection with my cousins, but there is this weird vibe between families, I will stay away from it because I don't want to get involved. I think it's the parents who needs to make sure that the kids have a safe environment for them to be able to connect. The fact that Antonia was not a Melania Sweet 16 because she had, quote-unquote, a cheer practice, I don't know. And people were still trying to paint Teresa as the reason why Antonia was not invited, as if she wasn't invited. Or as if Teresa didn't try enough for her to be there. But the invitation was just enough for her to go. But her parents didn't say anything. And she went to her cheer practice. I don't know, you guys. I, I want to know what you guys think. Um, I'm going to share this with Erin because, like I said, I like to share different opinions. She says, I, now, I don't like Joe Gorga, but for Melissa from the outside with Louis, who I, I'm waiting to judge. Melissa seems Louis trying to fix his own reputation this season by becoming the good guy. Um, yeah, I mean, that seems fair. You know, I'm not trying to paint Louis as this, you know, perfect guy. I don't think anyone is perfect. Nobody's perfect. We're not perfect. I'm not perfect. So um, maybe 
maybe he had issues in the past and he's trying to fix it right now. And um, yeah, I just, I, I don't understand the fact that um, if Teresa is trying to build some kind of, you know, friendship or being okay with Margaret, even if he's pretending, that should be good enough. You know, I still don't find Teresa's apology or intentions as like an agenda. The same with Jennifer Aiden, you know, uh, she was trying to build friendship with everybody. And obviously, I mean, Margaret just nuclear bombed her family with what happened last season. And now we now we are watching the aftermath of the disaster. We saw that therapy session and it's 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 hard to watch because I love Jennifer Aiden. But you can see that Bill is the type of guy who is not ready for therapy because of what happened last season. I said it before in the previous episode, I believe that Margaret's commentary about Jennifer Aiden smoking weed, it was out of line. Like Jennifer said, she smokes it. She smokes it at night when the kids are, are asleep. And, um, and that's legal in New Jersey. So why not? And we all know that it does have some medical... Uh, you know, benefits, it's study, it's not just because people want to smoke it, it does have a lot of, you know, medical benefits, like help with anxiety, help with people who can sleep, insomnia, and stuff like that, um, kids, they have, like, um, seizures and stuff like that, so it does have a medical stuff, I don't think it was okay for Margaret to go that low, trying to paint her as a drug addict. That is low. So, we see how words have power because by bringing up Bill's affair last season, now the Aidens have an issue at home that not only affect Jennifer and Bill but also the kids. Look what look at what what happened when they went to the therapist. She mentioned that uh, Olivia wants to be a therapist because she wants to fix couples' problems. And it seems to me that the problems in her household became more prominent the moment that Margaret decided to bring that up. Because before that, I always felt like Bill and Jennifer were in, in, in like, he had, like, a good um, vibe. Like, a, they, they complemented each other, you know? But then bringing this back up brings up feelings and issues, and, and it's not good for a family.
I'm 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 very intrigued on how the um allegations of Margaret having you know dirt on everybody are gonna play out in the future. We we had this conversation with Laura. If you guys if you guys haven't listened to that podcast, you should definitely go listen. If you're watching New Jersey and you wanna get extra tea about the whole Margaret and you know, and you know Laura, she's been showing up on the show as like a friend of Margaret and she's been hanging out with Jennifer Aiden and she shared a lot of information on my podcast. So I would recommend you to go and listen to it with an open mind. Either you like Margaret or not, I think it will be a great way for you to see what's happening behind the scenes and how Margaret might be a bone collector. And maybe that's why everybody else is afraid of her. I mean, it's it's it's, it's not a reach. It, nobody's reaching here. It feels like it just by watching the show. I'm going to share this with you guys. Erin uh, says, now to defend Mar Margaret... Now to defend Margaret. She wasn't right. But Jennifer throw digs at Margaret affair for years. You get what you give. Don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. Uh, and Crystal here re uh, has a response to that. March brags about her affairs. Jennifer didn't want her kids to find out way different. Mark is hurtful. So those are comments that are happening right now in the live chat. So that's why I love uh, this podcast, you guys, that I do because it's live. I share the comments of people who are watching through YouTube so you guys can listen to their commentary too as well on the podcast. So those are, you know, the commentary that people who love Margaret and people who don't like her. So that's why I want to share with you guys so you know that this is not a biased podcast. I'm trying to be as open-minded as possible. Because New Jersey is very, you know, black and white. Either you are Team Teresa and Jennifer Aiden or you are Team Margaret and Melissa. It's just like that. So I want to bring both opinions here. Obviously, I'm more Teresa and Jennifer Aiden. I love Jennifer Aiden. I love Danielle, which, by the way, that's what we're going to go to now. Danielle. She is such a star for the show. I love Danielle and I think she's one she she's she's delivering this season uh the way that she opened up about her family uh her struggle with her brother the way that she uh is introducing her daughter to us her daughter is a star um I'm obsessed with Danielle Danielle truly is bringing fresh like air back into Jersey we need it. We need somebody to kind of like break the drama between the Gorgas and the Judaises, at least for like a little bit. I honestly love her. I want to know your opinion, you know, about Danielle. She was having a great time at the at the baseball game. She also revealed that she was a you no know, playing sport as a, as you know when she was a kid 
and they show videos of her uh, playing with uh, her father, and she also helped the team to win on the baseball team. So I like Danielle. She she was on Watch What Happened Live. For a first-timer, she did great. We also found out that Carolyn Manzo put on a good word when she was asked about Danielle. It seems like she spoke to Andy and she said that Danielle was going to bring it. She was going to kill it. She was made for, for, for TV. And she was right. I mean, I'm happy that Bravo took the opportunity to bring Danielle on New Jersey because we need it. We need newbies with um, big personalities. And she is bigger than life. I, I really like her. And I like Rachel Fuda too. I mean, the girl is it's 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 fine. Not a fan, but um, I can see how how we needed them both because now we have a newbie on one side with uh, Teresa and one newbie on the other side with Melissa. We need the balance. I mean, that's how, how that's how shows work. We cannot just be all in the same team because it will be kind of boring. But um, this episode, though, this episode to me was um, interesting because we had two different vibes. We have a family issue that's been happening for 10 years. But then we have this baseball game that is for charity. And it felt right. It was like a good like a good feeling, you know, watching them, having a good time. They all did great. They all enjoyed the, 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 the game. And honestly, that's how a show should be. It should be a balance between the drama and, and the good time. And if it's always dramatic, it just becomes too much. And that has been happening with New Jersey for quite a while now when everything is heavy. You know, and I'm not saying that it's dark, you know, because people now use the dark word. Like, oh, it's becoming too dark. It's reality TV. It has to be dark. But it's all depend of how it's done. You know, um, obviously it's dark and heavy because you don't want to see families fighting. But at the same time, at least we have a breather with this no baseball game it was interesting to see how frank is reacting to dolores dating you know polly he's now feeling like okay now i'm feeling a divorce now i'm feeling a divorce because for the past few years dolores was not dating anybody and she was always there for him. And while he was out down the shore with every girl down the shore, he's having his single life. He could easily go back to Dolores and she was going to be there for him too. But now Dolores has her own life. And I like Polly. I think Polly, it's good for Dolores. Dolores needed somebody like Polly who steps in and said, okay, these are our boundaries, and I'm sorry, Frank, 
you are part of the family, but you're not part of Dolores and I's relationship. That's that's the reality. Uh, Dolores is, is creating boundaries, and they had that conversation during the bas- baseball uh, game. And I'm liking Dolores putting her foot down. I'm starting to wonder what is going to be Frank's reasoning for him to come back next season. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Frank was introduced as Dolores' ex-husband. And that's why he stuck around. But what's going to happen with Polly becomes the person in Dolores' uh, life that Frank is not needed anymore. Is he... Is, I wonder if Frank is going to be the official first house husband friend of. Like, he's going to be the friend of of Joe Gorga and, and the guys. Is that, that, is that what is this heading? Because there's no other connection. There's no other connection. House husbands or boyfriends are supposed to be attached to the housewife. You know, to have a spot on the show. And Barbie Ken makes a good point right here. Barbie Ken said, Frank doesn't deserve to come back unless they make his girlfriend a housewife, which I doubt it. Maybe he's pushing for that one because I noticed that her name, her name keeps being brought up. He's posting more photos with the with the girlfriend. I think he in some level, he's pushing for that to happen. Or maybe to bring her on the show as a friend of, so he can mingle around, you know? Um, it's definitely a question that I have. I want to see how this goes. This season, though, I'm, I, I like this season so far. I think even though we are watching a show with the same drama for the past 10 years. The reason why I'm, I'm enjoying this season is because the newbies are, you know, breathing fresh, you know, air to the show. You know, he, she, Danielle, it's awesome. Her family is awesome. Uh, you know, Jess Fessler is funny, even though she's just a friend of. I'm not sure if she has like the potential to 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 be like a like a friend of for many seasons, because I wonder what would be her her like part the moment that Margaret just just doesn't want her around, <laughs> because she's good at dropping friends though. <laughs> So, you guys, this is this has been an awesome, awesome conversation. I'm happy that so many of you guys joined me tonight uh, and talk about um, New Jersey and Summer House. I wanted to start by saying that I watched Vanderpump Rules tonight, and I'm not going to get into that one because that episode deserved its own recap. So I'll be doing that tomorrow. 
So get ready. If you haven't watched Vanderpump Rules, this episode it's an eye-opener. An eye-opener, and it has a lot, a lot of insight of, you know, little nuggets of what it was going to happen in the future, what we're living right now through Scandable. So tomorrow we'll be talking about it. Uh, also, we'll be talking about uh, Miami because that reunion is about to get spicy, spicy, spicy. So you guys, if you are enjoying this conversation, you guys who join me here, beautiful people, besties, if you enjoy the conversation, make sure to subscribe to my podcast, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Very important. If you like it, go rate my podcast because we as podcasters survive through your love. Also, if you like extra tea, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter as Martinez with Eddie. I also have my own website, martiniswitheddy.com. And with that said, you guys, thank you so much for joining me. And I hope you guys have a great night. And remember, I will see you tomorrow. And like I always say, bye, besties. <laughs>